0: See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street.
1: I look left and I look right, thinking, yeah. How can life be so nice in La da 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 baby. La da 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 Listening to the Curse Cast with David Carl and RJ Montaño. David and RJ will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at The Curse NM on Twitter, The Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at TheCurseNM at gmail.com. And now, a part of the Beautiful Game Network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017, the team, here's David and RJ with The Curse Cast.
0: Welcome into the CurseCast. R.G. Montano, David Carl, joining you, and we have a special guest tonight. Tonight, we are joined by uh, the team owner,
1: team owner, president, CEO. What well, doesn't he do? Founder. That? the The second guest we ever had on the show, and our second two time guest. Peter Trevisani. Peter, Repeat. thank you so much for joining us. Repeat.
2: Ah! Yeah.
1: Oh, I love it. You ever, you ever I, heard that joke before? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: get to be in second. I love it. Thank you. You're second to uh, our worst guest of all time, Lucas Cash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay being behind Lucas Cash. That guy's legendary. Um, so
1: uh, we, we put it on Facebook, on Twitter, as we always do. You know, We announce who our, our guest is going to be, and I think this is the most questions we've gotten.
0: We were flooded
2: yeah. with questions. I must have the most kids. <laughs> that's
1: right that's right your, your kids it's the wife it's it's everybody um so we want to get into those in just a little bit but first we want to kind of recap uh do a post-mortem if you will uh, on the season that was pete uh we make the playoffs great fantastic awesome amazing uh how are you feeling uh i guess a weekend change removed from
2: from that that road loss yeah i mean <clears throat> I, a lot of emotions in that week as I sit here this second, super energized, super recharged, ready to go, uh, you know, figure out what do we need to do on and off the field to to bring a cup to New Mexico. So, um, obviously, I didn't feel that way uh, last Wednesday night. Yep. Um, I. I think I was really pissed off last Wednesday night just, you know, in the way you are after a loss. I think Thursday morning rolled around and it started to shift into a little more gratitude, um, you know, for what we had collectively accomplished um, as a team, as a state, you know, as as a club, you know, all of it. And so uh, and now that has shifted into. Let's go man, let's go get a cup. Let's go take what we started, build on it and go get it. Yeah.
0: And before we get into like a full recap of the season, now that it, the season's over, what what's been the sense that you're getting from people?
2: You know, I think a lot uh in terms of I, guess I think in terms all of the, the way fan across. Base yeah, and, I think everybody's been really thankful. I think there's uh, the the stories that have been shared whether it's direct in conversation or through social media or some other platform. Uh, you know, I think that it they've brought a lot of tears and chills uh, to people, and I think what I see in that is that what we set out to try to accomplish, um, we were we were successful in that in terms of bringing people together and and giving. Giving people a, a catalyst um, to to believe in, and so um, I think everyone's really appreciative. But I also think people are hungry, and people want to go from here. And we've actually set the tone that we can be the best in New Mexico, and so we have to continue to to take a leadership role in that and do our part. And so we got a that's that that started already. So
1: since the last time we had you on, uh, we've had probably about twenty something games. Uh, how have things changed in your mind since that time oh
2: my god yeah you we were like we were in it. we thought we'd never lose I think we, think we were, were on match like two enough. or three at that point yeah we, yeah. we, we, we were riding right high before open cup or were we one the open I, cup game
1: in I think it was right before open or maybe it might have been right after the Phoenix open cup match actually
2: so, I'm pretty sure RJ yeah I was, was, uh, uh, was flip flopping uh, through and I still don't know how I feel about
1: right? the Please, open cup no no you should no, know no, at this I, point I, RJ I,
0: I loved the moments we had from the open cup maybe is a little bit of a distraction See, the hangover yeah I, 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 I don't know i wouldn't trade it for anything i wouldn't trade it not a not, not a chance
1: the trip to the Being trip to that, denver come on the yeah. trip to minnesota come on yeah, no there's so no good. way to trade so it so
2: good yeah. beating beating phoenix to start it off so i just think you know i but i but also you know, we get in this playoff run. You know, we have the great win against Las Vegas. A lot of determination by the team. Team gets a lot of credit for their hustle and and grit that game. And we we uh, Vegas really played us tough, but we got to celebrate. Then you get in the playoffs, and all of a sudden the expectations are back. You it's a new to dream season. And have a cup. Yeah, and this and that, and then that gets ripped away. But it's so good that it matters. You know, that's the point. Like it it matters and. That's all we could ask for. And when things matter, then 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 good things can happen.
1: Sure. Absolutely. And uh, as we said, you know, it's uh, it's been a while since we've had you on and a lot has happened between then and now. What do you think has changed? Is is it is it the mindset that's changed the most? Is it uh, expectations? What has changed the most since the last time you were on the show?
2: You know, I mean, I think the only thing that's changed is we're, we're more experienced, we're older, I've got less hair, and the ones <laughs> I have are grayer, and uh, and and we all look, you know, it's been an Obama year for all of us, yeah, right? right. And, and thank God, it means that we're pushing it, you know, we're trying. Yeah, and you know, if
1: we're 16th in, in the West, you know, the entire season, then, you know, maybe our hair isn't grayer, and we don't have less hair, but it's not as much fun. Yeah, I,
2: I, I would be
1: run out of town for that. Um, so, uh, <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about a new stadium and all that stuff, which we'll get to. Stay stay, stay tuned. We'll get to the stadium stuff in just a bit. But yeah. but I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I think
2: you're hitting the nail on the head, Peter, in that this matters, and that's what's important. It, it does, and, and we're experienced. But at the same time, we got to stay true to our roots. And We have our team meeting every Monday morning, and what I said to the team is the same thing I'll keep saying to the team, which is, like, we got to re-earn the trust every single day. Mm-hmm. Every single day we start from zero. Every single day it's not just what our intentions are, it's what our actions are and we gotta come through. And so the only thing that's changed it's it's a different day and now we're gonna just push forward and and our you know, the staff's responding to it. I think the players are responding to it and, and Troy is everybody's gonna reset and get re energized. But man, we are we are coming with high expectations next year as opposed to last year where it was very modest to low expectations, to sure, be frank. Sure. So
1: let's, let's get into a little bit of the actual on the pitch, uh, kind of what we saw throughout the season. Obviously came out like a house on fire, mm-hmm. uh, unbeaten through our first seven matches, I think it was. Um, and, and we're feeling really good about ourselves. Got an Open Cup play, had this amazing run, um, but it, it would appear that that impacted play within the league. Do you, do you think that's accurate to say?
2: No way to know. Yeah, you know. I mean, you can speculate and you can uh, look backwards and look at statistics. And St. Louis obviously um, had a similar, you know, a mirror of us. But um, you know, I, I do think if you if we're looking at you know micro moments, at the Sacramento game a great example when Brucey scored mm-hmm. that banger that it really felt like a turning point that the Open Cup was done. We could close the chapter. The hangover, you know, maybe a few points that got dropped, and now we're going to turn around. Obviously, you can only use it as an excuse for so long. That's right, and, yeah. and and I think they're, you know, if you're talking about two, three, four, six points, maybe, but but I think you, uh at the end of the day, um it didn't really impact our final four games, our final eight games, and 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 I don't think anyone is hiding behind that Open Cup run as 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 an excuse for maybe ending up in 10th as opposed to 8th or 6th or 4th.
1: Well, and you look at the results, I'm looking at the results right now immediately following Open Cup. We lose 2-1 to Fresno, a very good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we had our, our friendly with Cardiff, which is great. We beat Sacramento, who is a good team, a team that obviously ended our season 2-1 on the road. We beat El Paso 3-0. We tie Austin Bold, who is a playoff team. Um, and then uh, we lose to Portland. That was That one hurt. Um, yes. Three to two uh, on the road. But overall, um, the thing is, we I guess we have this in our minds that there was this huge open cup hangover. And maybe it was just because the expectations were set so high once we came out like that house on fire. Um, the results, there were some bad ones here and there, but it's not like they collapsed.
2: No, I mean, not at all. Look, the West is super competitive. Sure. Uh, we're seeing that in the playoffs right now. We saw that. You know, even on paper where we were supposed to be favorites in the last four games, I don't think we had any teams rolling over. Uh, Tulsa didn't roll over. Hmm. Tacoma didn't roll over. Vegas didn't roll over. Uh, and uh, whoever I left out didn't roll over. So, you know. It's, RGV. Thank you. RGV. Yeah. You know, I mean, they all came. And and we have to also just, that's a reality. The Our biggest blessing is our biggest curse, which is that we have a packed stadium. It is the biggest game of the year for most of the teams that we're going to play. It is their, especially if they're not in the playoffs. That's a great point. this This is their Super Bowl, right? This is their match that they can look back on and and take pride in and, and so if I'm trying to salvage the season as a coach, I'm like, let's go get three tonight. Send everybody quiet this stadium down and 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 look back on that. So we got to expect everybody's best when they come. Yeah. Uh, and and that's I love that. We want everyone's best. Bring it on. And was I mean, the difference between where we finished in the regular
1: season and where a team like El Paso finished, for example, was those last four matches or so. You know, uh, we we lose to Reno three to one. Uh, a ten-man Reno, we draw with Phoenix, which was a great draw, but tough to drop those points because uh, we are up two-nil at home. Uh, we draw to RGV, we lose in Tulsa, uh, we draw to Tacoma, and then we get in in that last match with the win against Vegas. Uh, that had to have been disappointing at that point because we could have been a six seed, we could have been a five seed, and, and drop those
2: points toward the end. Not to get overly negative here because there's plenty of positive to talk. Yeah, about. no, it's look, it's you. If you're not going to be self-effacing, mm-hmm. then then just, you know, I'd say hang it up right there. I mean, sure. if, you know, it, honesty is really difficult. And if you're not going to be honest about- We're doing an honest post-mortem here. You know, we are we came in 10th. That means we're a 10th place team. We're not a second place team that came in 10th or a 16th place team that came in 10th. We're a 10th place team. And we just have to come to grips with it. I love our team. I wouldn't change a single moment of the season. I, I believe in every single player, all of our coaches, all of our. So don't get me wrong. Like, I love what we put together, but then you have to be facing about it. The good thing about the playoffs is that you have the ability to win in advance. The seating goes out the window. Right. We played a, a strong game against Sacramento, it didn't go our way. I don't think we felt anything cheap about the goal that got scored on us. Um, we played a, a, a strong match. Uh, I was there, uh, the energy was there. Um, well, they've shown that that
1: wasn't a fluke. They went on and won the next round, and they've got they're playing in the semifinal this week.
2: The Sacramento, El Paso, Phoenix, the Monarchs—four really strong teams sure. playing very good soccer right now. Uh, and uh, that's going to be a buzzsaw of a quarter, of a of a semifinal uh, on on the West. I'm not as familiar with the Eastern teams, so I don't get to see them play sure. uh, week in week out, but. Whoever comes out of that is uh, gonna give him hell in the east.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and obviously Phoenix, the the heavy favorite over there, being you know setting records and all of that. But I I wouldn't count out
2: Monarchs in this situation. They they look they look really fantastic right now. No, and El Paso uh, looks strong right now too. So yep. it's gonna be great. Yeah.
0: I, think if I was pulling for somebody. I'm pulling for the Monarchs in Sacramento.
2: Just, yeah, just to get to know, get the two just, teams we don't like out of there. <laughs> <laughs> now you want the teams we don't like to win, so we have more motivation to knock them out. Next sure, year, right, sure.
1: But, but you you mentioned you mentioned you know it's it's we have to be self-effacing, and and that includes looking forward to next year and how we can improve. Uh, this gets into a time uh, where. Uh, you're kind of making a lot of a lot of decisions, excuse me. Um, you know players staying, players going,
2: new players coming in. What's that process like for you? Uh, brand new yeah um, and I'm trying to be uh, open about it and, and and just you know stay attached to feelings, understanding that some of it's you have to, you can't always be emotional about it too. So yeah, we, we had the you know hard truth of having four players that aren't gonna be coming back. Next year, and and uh, I know Tony wrote a a a really heartfelt post. If you haven't seen it, it's worth reading it because he's writing to you, um, and he's looking you in the eye when he when he writes that. Uh, And I think that you know these players that aren't coming back. You know, there's different reasons, but you know they're all great players. They're all pros. Some of them may need some to go down a league and get more minutes. Some may just need another environment. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, each player has their own their own. you know, path going forward, Uh, but, but uh, tremendous human beings. And uh, uh, most of our team is, is signed for next year. Uh, I think we have 13 confirmed returning players. And then we have five players that we're, we're still talking to, to uh, potentially bring back that we haven't made a decision on and they haven't made a decision either. Uh, They're not under contract. So we're going to go through that process and clearly we're going to have some new players next year. And that that's good. Yeah. Uh, And we'll, we'll, we'll fill in, some gaps make it more competitive and and improve
1: now are are there players you're willing to to name in this situation if not we understand, but uh either staying or going or or
2: whatever it may be um well I think uh uh, you know, as I said, um, the players that were released um, know they've been released and Tony has mentioned that. Uh, Kenny's not gonna be coming back. Um, I had a really good talk with him, really heartfelt uh, that was that was really difficult. What a great guy. yeah uh, a guy Kenny. who didn't speak English like five years ago. love Kenny and Tony. I
1: mean both those guys have just yeah. been fantastic.
2: yeah. Um, and Ethan and Tommy are also not coming back. Mm. Um, and so uh, and and uh, and again, they all, played minutes for us, they all made contributions, and by the way, they are all going to be part of our first team um, forever. Sure. That can never be changed. Right. And if you have a New Mexico United ball that was signed by the team, their names are on it, Yep, and they'll, they they earned it, and they'll never be replaced. You've got that forever. And That's right. Yeah, and those
1: guys, like you said, they, they are part of this team forever, even if they're not necessarily playing with that badge next year. Uh, they are part of history for, for our state, you know, it's something you can only ever have one first ever team, you know? Uh, and you know, just because they're not going to be here next year, doesn't mean that that's any, that's, that's lessened
2: in any way. Yeah. Austin Yearwood tells a great story. I mean, he got cut from five teams, Hmm. um, before finally making it and um, and you know, he plays like that. Sure. And, and, uh, so as Troy says, um, when he's talking to anybody, uh, A, just because he's saying no doesn't mean he got it right. He'll be the first to admit that he can make a mistake in that regard. And it's just a no. It's just not right now. And it's just a no for here. But it's certainly not an indictment on anybody's capability uh, or anyone's humanness or athleticism. And so uh, everyone can build off that. I've been told no way more times than I'd like. And I'm going to get told no so many more times in the future in my life. Sure. Uh, you guys are probably say no to me about something here pretty soon. <laughs> and that's, that's good. That's healthy. It means I'm one no closer to a yes. It's a good point.
0: That is great. Yeah. So what, what is the process like? Because I know Troy has a lot of say in who's coming and, and you're in those meetings with him. So what, what do you guys talk about? What are you looking for? Yeah. How I, do you know, weigh that?
2: Like, Yeah. <laughs> You guys should come sit in. You know? <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, do that. We'll record it live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do it live. <laughs> Some coaches would do that. We know Troy wouldn't. Look, Troy, what an amazing job Troy's done. Like, let's just a pause. And not just yeah. him, but, but Zach and Mike and Brandon Morris and Tyler. Um, by the way, uh, for them, everybody there took a step up in their career. Um, yes. And... Uh, you know, first-time head coach, first-time professional assistant coach, first-time time trainer, uh, even Brandon Morris, who came from Louisville now as an assistant technical director from Soccer Ops. So, and they made the playoffs with all these first-time guys. Come on. did it right. And did it right. Yeah. And so, I have so much confidence in Troy how he's coaching, how he's managing, which, you know, we, let's, rem, let's remember a lot of these guys are young men. Uh, they're just, you know, they just got out of college or their college age, or, you know, they're between the ages of 20 and 30 for the most part. And, um, and Troy's a real role model for them. They're still learning too. And so uh, Troy's a role model for me. And uh, I've learned so much from him this year, and I, I feel really fortunate to work with him. So he makes the technical directions. We talk about budget. We talk about players. Um, he We use each other as sounding boards. At the end of the day, he's gonna bring the players in that he believes fit what we want to build in New Mexico United, what we've already started to build, and we know we want to win a cup, and that's important to us. So um, we're, we're gonna try to bring all that together.
1: Sure, and I would imagine you mentioned kind of trying to take the emotion out of it, but there's got to be some of that too again this is this is our our first ever club our first ever roster our first ever first eleven and first ever twenty what was it twenty three guys on the roster something like that yeah. uh it's I'm sure it's hard to say goodbye to some of those players and in addition, you know I mean it's hard to say goodbye for fans too I mean these guys have become family for us i we're so attached to these players in a lot of ways. It's gotta be really hard to block all that out.
2: I think we sometimes do forget that this is a team and whether you know every professional team every collegiate team, every high school team has turnover yeah uh at every level over enough years and I actually think when it's all said and done, we're gonna have way more people back than we don't. there's gonna be a lot of familiar faces sure. back and because they've earned. Earned it, and and I think some of these guys are going to be here till the end of their career, and then they're going to live here and 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 be here fifty years from now. Yeah. Um, I just don't know which ones.
1: Yeah. Then again, it's 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 such a balancing act between what I just mentioned. You know, the the you loving these guys, but also knowing we need to
2: improve. And it's I, I don't envy your position, Pete. Yeah. Well. Um, it's all part of it, sure. and um, and we're just—I'm just excited for uh, for for tomorrow and for the day after, and 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 just for everything that's coming forward for New Mexico. There's so much bright things uh, for us to experience together. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I feel like—I mean, even with us, with the with the curse, we just got really close to these players. They come straight to us when they score. They come to us after the games.
2: Uh, you the guys lost office. a curse member. You lost Lucas. Yeah,
0: We lost <laughs> Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas is, uh, yeah, he moved all the way. He's just, I told him to, to join the other uh, Lou Wallace soccer club out there in Indiana. That's athletes, right.
2: But. Right. Right. You guys lose some members, you get some new members and that that's part of it too. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's evolution. It's
1: absolutely. So. And and
2: if you're, if you're stagnant, you're
1: not moving forward. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think we're going to go into the second segment here, RJ, unless you wanted to get to anything else. We have a ton yes, of we questions. Have a lot of questions.
0: We need to get to some of these.
1: Okay, cool. So we will be right back with uh, your questions for Peter and much more. You're listening to the CurseCast.
2: New Mexico United Soccer. More than a team. This is a family. We wanted so badly, so desperately to do this for Justin and his family and to honor his dad. And we honored him in the best way possible. You better not be the one to doubt us. We had 2-0.
1: Because we're blow your mind. What one with a goalie. We had, and it's 3-0. we're blow your
2: mind. New Mexico United Soccer on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team.
1: We're And welcome back into the Cursecast. RJ Montano, David Carl here, and we are joined once again by team owner, president, CEO, Peter Trevisani. Peter, time for questions, and there are quite a few of them. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to start uh, with uh, Jake G, Ching On Records. He tweets in at us pretty often. He says, if years from now there was a New Mexico United Hall of Fame, which I imagine there will be, in museum, what relics might be on display from the inaugural season? Thanks for everything, Hefe.
2: All right. Awesome, Jake. Um, We, I think, look, I think there's like, I think you got to have the first goal that went in the net. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first ball that got pushed forward. That, that's historic. Um, Does Devin have that ball? Where's that ball? I, you know, I can't. If I can't told disclose you that. that, you know, someone might try to steal it, like Tom Brady. <laughs> it's jerseys. You know, so uh, yeah, Tom Brady deserves it. Uh, that means I don't have any idea where it is. But we will <laughs> locate that ball. And um, you know, I, I think you know, as you look at, as we look back, we are building a history. We, we want some of those items. But I'll tell you, in addition to things like jerseys and balls and moments, hat tricks, big goals, open cup goals, tickets to the airplane. Um, things I saved like, my airplane ticket. I still have that. That's one I, that I've got it on my bulletin board. Me and you, yeah. we got at least two of them. So, I mean, there's only, there's less than 200 of them. So uh, I also think we have to save some of those TIFOs from, from 205, man, what a yeah. effort by the 205 group. Um, just amazing and amazing artists. And uh, we'll keep, we have those TIFOs and we'll be, we'll be displaying them. And then, uh, our articles from the black and yellow army, you know, what do you guys, David, Carl, what are you guys going to contribute to the hall of fame?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I've saved a lot of mementos. I I have every ticket except for one, one ticket went through the washing machine. So I (laughs) lost my, my ticket against the, against LA. I lost that one. Uh, but I have every ticket from the ticket book. I've still got those. I've got, um, obviously all of my merch I've got uh, my tickets in Minnesota I've got uh, my armband from uh, from the Justin match uh, as well Mm -hmm. as the t-shirts United with the Schmidt family which is really great that's important uh and there's a lot of stuff. I get
0: yeah. a
2: lot of stuff in there. I
0: have the New Mexico flag with the burn holes from the smoke. Yeah, love <laughs> I
2: love that. I love that. The, the ball and era, baby. Never gets old. <laughs> I think we need like a wax figure of David Carl with the megaphone. Like when you push the button, it does a chant like, Somos. <laughs> can we make my forehead a little smaller in the wax figure? That'd be great. <laughs> a little
1: more hair. <laughs> <laughs> a little more hair would be great. We can we add the megaphone, actually. that's Yeah, just put it right in front of
2: my forehead. You'll no, have you final artistic approval. That's fine.
1: Like David Beckham, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. um, Moving on. Robert Romero on Twitter asks, will a promotion relegation system ever happen in America? Sure. Yeah.
2: Why not? It should. It should. I agree. I think uh, meritocracy is how we built this this country and opportunities, how we built the country. And I think uh, and, and I think that that there's a place for it and to do it in a way that is fair and uh rewarding and so I'd love to see it. And that's that also, by the way, before you think, oh that that's just me wanting to move up, that means we can move down and we can move down and we could move down and um and so it works both ways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. it's it's incentivizing teams to try and perform better. I mean obviously there's incentive to perform for many reasons. Obviously you would just want to be a good team. You want to bring in more fans. There's a million reasons. But if you've got the opportunity to move up, it's another it's another cookie in front of you. It's another carrot.
2: Yeah. Imagine if you worked in a department and then no matter how good you good you could only be so good in that department. You could never move up to a, a different department. Sure. And I know that happens sometimes and think about how demotivating that is for people that feel like all of a sudden they've hit a ceiling and And, you know, where do they go? So uh, I think in life we need to be able to advance. I think it's a great part of our humanness and uh, something that we should always cherish and try to thrive. All right.
1: You heard it here, folks. Peter Trevisani on the correct side of the promotion relegation (laughs) debate. RJ. Uh,
0: So we got uh, another tweet from the Soccer Goose out in North Carolina. Goose. Uh, What is your proudest off the field moment this season?
2: Proudest. Off the field. I like that. (sighs) Um, I, again, I I think I would just tip the cap to the response of, of our community collectively. And because that's, I get an immense amount of pride and satisfaction. Every conversation, every social media interaction, um, and and they're endless and so i can't just pick one because they're all special and i think the fact that people have been willing to open up so much and share hmm. uh on un, unprovoked i guess uh they want to share what it means they want to uh you know talk about that i think um you know, I when we were, I was talking to uh, Sombrero Man Carlos and his dad Carlos, and I uh, I hope I'm being respectful to both of them when I say this, but you know when when Sombrero Man's dad you know said, hey, I just I just want to thank you and the team. You've brought me and my son closer together this year. Mm. Like we can just go home yeah. from there. Like mission accomplished. That's like, great. When we're bringing families closer, then we're we're doing right and. And uh, that just gives me chills to re- recount that. I'm so happy for those two. Two great human beings, by the way. Yep. Uh, and what, what a great family.
0: There's a few stories I heard about that, like that too. Just you you help bring our family together. We're a close family, but we have something to do now, something to to cheer for. Something so, to all be on the same side yeah, of. You uh, know, families can you, argue. I think it's Greg Lucero on Facebook and yeah. his mom. You brought them together. And it's really cool just to hear all these families are coming together because of this. But on on, on top of that, it's it's from our perspective perspective. Uh, a lot of kudos goes out to you guys in the front office Lucas and, and Josh and you and Ron and, and everyone there that, that kind of grabbed our attention you grabbed our grabbed us by the face and said <laughs> hey here check this out this is going to be great and then you delivered you gave mm-hmm. us a team that we could be proud of you gave us everything New Mexico's ever wanted we, we, we like to be proud we like to be loud we like you know just our, our green chili yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but you gave it to us you gave us mm-hmm. everything that that we really needed we really wanted and, and it's, I mean at the end of the at the end of the season everyone's happy and proud and, and excited for next year so it, love that uh, yeah it's,
2: it's um and yeah i'm past the tissues because that does <laughs> make yeah, I, i've been crying inside all year but i just want to i just want to be like really clear about one thing and you keep saying you and that's awesome but this is circular and the you is also you guys rj david the tailgating you know carlos with this free taco sign like, yes <laughs> this is this is like there are so many things that Happen out. This is way out of our the club's control. This has been we've you know, this is about us supporting us, and that circular energy as it as it makes loops around the circle, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And it and it and that's real energy, that's real power. And so, the you is really us. We've done it, we're doing it for each other, and we're going to keep doing it for each other. I appreciate you saying that, yeah,
1: and right. and I agree with you but it does start at the top so thank you yeah. and we we appreciate it
2: we well, we should
0: stick with the uh, we're doing it
1: yeah Go ahead. So
0: uh, our good friend Alex Mansfield,
1: uh, <laughs> Peter's wearing the "We're Doing It" shirt. I gotta get oh, one of those. Yeah, those I need are, that shirt. Amazing! Yeah,
0: hey, we 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 picked that up real quick yeah. with the curse. So uh, uh, Alex writes in: This has been the year of "We're Doing It." There's obviously more to be done, oh but we have God. a club, community, and shared uh, ethos to make it happen. What do you manage to keep? Amb- How do you manage to keep ambitions lofty but attainable after such a positive start?
2: well, we are doing it and we're doing it together and uh, the, it is whatever we choose it to be. Uh, And, and it's, it's always changing. But um, I think all we just keep doing is the same thing. Every single day we show up, we re-earn each other's trust. We depend on each other and we treat with everybody with respect and with a sense of positivity and that will self-perpetuate. I know it sounds a little, you know, soft, uh, because it is, and it's, it's, it is organic, but we are just gonna keep pushing forward. We're gonna do it on the field, we're gonna do it off the field. What you guys have in store for next year, I can't wait to see that. Uh, and it doesn't always have to be bigger, you know? And it's just, the quality just needs to stay high, the intention tighter. needs to stay high, the humanness and emotion needs to stay high. And that's, by the way, take is much harder than bigger. Much harder. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're going to be doing. That's because we're doing it.
1: <laughs> All right. I want to get to one that is asked by a bunch of different people in a bunch of different ways. Uh, Billy Anthony says, what was the one thing you slash the team best executed this season? And what was one thing that you, the team, maybe completely failed or screwed up? Matthew Dosage <laughs> says, what lessons have you learned over the first season? Specifically, are there things you would do differently than when you first started? Uh Jay Harris says, going into next season, what will be the top three transitions or additions for the club overall? So kind of the same question here. What went really well
2: and what can be done better? Yeah. I. In terms of doing things differently, we made some, mis- we made mistakes. We made some huge mistakes. We make mistakes every day. And I wouldn't change a single mistake because I mm. love exactly where we're here. And it was all part of the process to get here. And, and so, um, you know, You know, getting into the individual ones. You know, like I said, there's there's so there's thousands to choose from. I could just tell you about my mistakes today, Um, and uh, I think what I'm just proud of is that is that the quality that we were just talking about. um, What what we the mission that we really set out to do, which really goes beyond soccer, right? Bringing the community together in a way it hasn't been brought together before, being an agent of positive change. Like I'm really proud because I feel like that message has taken root. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, whether it's through Somos Unidos means something now. Um, it meant something before. It just means something to us a little bit differently now. Yeah. The, the way the 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 five hundred five isn't just three numbers. Sure, um, of course. And so. I'm really, I'm really proud about that, that, uh, that Somos Unidos is something that you can say, and everyone just knows exactly what you mean by that. And, and, uh, and you're just saying, let's, let's, let's be together. And, and, uh, and I love that. That's great.
1: Uh, I had a question from uh, Josh Lane. Josh says, hey, Pete, big fan. Uh, who's your favorite employee? And I said, spoiler, it's snaggy. Uh, he said that's one of two acceptable answers. So see if you can nail who he thinks the other one is. We love you. We love you. Uh,
2: um, Sophia's Choice. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I love all all our employees. Um, this is... Rather than just saying something politically correct, I'll give a couple shout outs. I could go around the horn and compliment everybody. It would take a long time and it would sure. be worth it because everyone deserves a shout out. But first of all, we do, we have a team, we have an executive team, people that you don't always see, like Desiree, who, who works her butt off in the back office, like taking care of things that, that nobody really needs wants to take care of, but have to be taken care of. Yeah. Uh, we got Liz Davis, who, you know, is. Uh, heading up our marketing team and uh, is extremely passionate about our community and uh, and and about furthering uh, so many causes. Sure. Um, you know, we also have two people who I really consider co-founders. Um, we got Ron Patel. Uh, who who a lot of people know, I know you've had him on, you know, I often joke, you know, I hijack Ron's dream and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, and Ron was a huge inspiration without Ron Patel, New Mexico United isn't here, right? Uh, there's just no doubt about it. Um, his passion for soccer, what he's, what he's done for this community for year after year for no money, for no real, you know, other than he was just spending the love his it. own money to make Absolutely. the soul work for a long time. He yeah. was, and I know we're not the soul and it's a different thing, but, but Everybody that came before us, the soul, the Chili's. I mean, we're part of the 20 million New Mexicans that came before us, and the 200 million that haven't come yet. Sure, we're we're part of all of it. But Ron has really grown as a person. I love having him as a partner. He is he's tremendous at his job. Uh, He's a leader on the team, and he's so thoughtful and and really cares about this community and I am just I feel blessed to be with him and then and then we got Lucas Cash. Yeah. Oh god, that, that guy. <laughs> Lucas is really the uh the spiritual leader uh of New Mexico United yeah. and and um and I think that's just evident and and um you know I'm so glad that uh, he joined the team and that we did it together. And so, so that that's our team. The last person I am going to point out, uh, who as favorite employee that doesn't really get anything close to enough credit, is Iliana. And for those yeah, that may not know, Iliana, she works side by side with me every single day, and she's the one picking up all the pieces. She's the one fixing all the things I break, uh, keeping things pushing forward. She has grown so much as a in the workforce. Um, It's her first job and she's like a 10 year veteran. And so Ileana, you know, if we were on the Titanic and I had the life last life jacket, I would give it to Ileana only because I know she'd give it right back to me. (laughs) But, you know, I would still make that gesture
1: because she would get things done, though. Like and the thing that I love about Ileana, other than being a wonderful person, uh, is that she she has the ability to get things done and it's not about her. It's about getting things done mm-hmm. and doing them right. Uh, and I can say that for a lot of the people at United, yeah. but but that really epitomizes the effort and work that Ileana does. So I, yeah. I echo your sentiment
2: yeah. there.
0: Ileana would have at least made room on the door, too. Just don't let to Thanks. Down. Yeah,
2: she would have saved Leo. Yeah, I, I will say, too, Eliana is a great example. She was leaving New Mexico. There was no job for her here. She wanted to be here. She graduated. I know that story gets told over and over. And, it's an but, important story. But it's an important story, and it's one at a time. And, and we're so glad that... She stayed, and hopefully she never leaves. And if she does, she's she's bringing New Mexico with her, and 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 I'm so proud of her. And uh, she really represents the next generation of New Mexicans that are going to be leaders of our state and leaders of our country. Yeah.
1: So the USL today uh, kind of finalized everything with regard to the USL Players Association. Mm-hmm. There is a Players Association now for USL players. Um, some representation. I think that's a good thing. How do you feel about that? Love it. Yeah. I love it.
2: I, uh, I, I think it's, um, I think it's long overdue. Yes. Uh, I, I do will say this. I think most teams, uh, especially now, are treating, uh, you know, players in a in a way that is a, is more appropriate. And, uh, but I do think there is there are some teams that have taken advantage of 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 the situation and, or maybe not, maybe just the economic realities of their individual situations cause them to act in a certain way. But it's like artists here. You know, we talk about it. Um, we need to pay our artists and you need to pay our players to perform. We need to encourage people who are beautiful at their craft and do the best we can to, to reward them financially. and And in other ways, it's not just about dollars. It's about, it's about living conditions. And so I really applaud it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I think the, the comparison to artists is a great one. Um, you know, you you want to incentivize. We talk we talk about, you know, wanting to support our community. Well, these guys are members of our community. So if we have the opportunity to provide them, whether it be with additional representation, fair
2: wages, whatever that might be, I think we have an obligation to do so. A hundred percent. And I think, the, you know, we've learned as the year has gone on and, and I think we keep improving our business practices. I, I don't think we're a hundred percent, Exactly where we want to be, but we're learning along the way, and and we're always improving. And I think that as long as we keep making those steps, uh, you know that that's that's what we have to do. And if we need the Players Association to create more structure around that and more accountability, then bravo. And speaking
1: of player contracts, one of the questions we had gotten, and I'm having trouble finding it right now, but I, I remember the gist of it, uh, it from w- David Carl. Right? <laughs> it's not not for me, not for me. Uh, but we had. Uh, one of one of our our people on Twitter was asking about the size of the roster. Um, you know, we've talked in the past about how Troy likes to keep the roster relatively small, and that was the case this year, I believe, with mm-hmm. twenty three players. Are we expecting an expansion of that? A retraction? About the same? What are we seeing towards next year?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, Troy is entrusted with all those technical decisions, and and we talk about it. And I think Troy favors a smaller roster. He wants. Uh, players who are engaged making contributions and uh, and wants it's for him the locker room and the is a tight family. And when you have 30 players, it's you just and you're only playing 11 in one game that creates some benefits. Uh, it also creates a lot of challenges. And I think he's favored a, a tighter team and 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 I support that and and uh I I don't you know whether that changes by a player or two um we'll see but but I don't think you're going to see a, a change in philosophy
1: and I think one of the the important things that we had talked about before uh is that even if, let's say, we go into the season with a roster of 23 or 22 or 24, that um, doesn't necessarily rule out the possibility of, if it's needed, adding a player
2: at some point. That's true, too. We didn't do that this year, sure. and, and maybe we do that next year, maybe we don't. I, I think that Troy is learning too uh he'd be the first to tell you that and thank god i mean i'm glad he is and by the way if troy was a 20-year head coach i would hope that he's learning and i think the people that we're going to be working with in new mexico united are always going to have that feeling that there's more to do more to learn more to be the owners the coaches the players supporters all of us it's such a it's such a gift that we can get up and be better today than we were yesterday so so um you know that's you know, that's that's one more example of that.
1: Absolutely. All right. We're going to get to this question that has been asked more than any other freaking question. <laughs> I think you probably already know what it is. Uh, it is stadium. Uh, we have gotten it from, let's see, Elaine Braseno, Bob New Chow. Uh, we've got it from Stone Austin. We've got it from I wonder if his middle name's Colt. Uh We've got it from just a, a, a bajillion people. Stadium update. Are we have we narrowed down a location? Do we have ideas on you know, uh, is it going to be near public transportation? Are we going to have <laughs> solar panels? Are we going to have, uh, you know, flaming pyrotechnics every game? What, what, what do we have info
2: wise on the stadium? I mean, you guys already know the answer, yeah, right? We already got it. That's it. That's, we're doing it. We're doing we're it. We're doing it. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we need a stadium. Yeah, um, Isotopes was, is a great park, great place to play. There's a baseball team that plays 70 amazing games a year there. There's rock concerts they want to have. There's other events they want to have, and uh, and that's great. That's great for our community, and we're really appreciative that that we're able to be uh, uh, a tenant there right now. And and I think hopefully we've uh, we've done a lot to to give people a, another chance to go to a great park and, and really experience this together. So that being said, we need to create a, a stadium. And I, I don't even think about it like a stadium. I think about it like a cultural center. I think about it like, you know, something, what are we going to do 300 plus days a year? And so, you know, talking about not just a place to play soccer or even listen to music, but a place where people can gather a place where, uh, you know, we incorporate art and, you and, you know, restaurants that overlook the field that you want to go to every day or in cafes and, and and really make it a vibrant area. And, you know, talk to Meow Wolf about creating a Meow Wolf inspired stadium where you take a, a zip line to your tree fort suite. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing it. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's how we have to think about it. And then, then, then it's not just... This structure that only gets activated, the lights come on at seven o'clock 20, twenty thirty days a year. It's it's the best place to be, and then it's just it's just quiet. I, I that's how I picture it in my mind. That's what I'm going for. So, so we're so, thinking like local businesses involved, which is hugely important. Yeah, let's get you know. I I loved. Can we do 100 percent New Mexico food? That'd be you great. Know, can we do that? And that doesn't mean it just. It doesn't mean we can't do healthy junk food, you know, we can't have hot dogs and hamburgers, but let's just have them made here instead of in Buffalo. Let's, you know, let's just think about every little piece of it and how do we make it authentic to who we are and who we want to be and how we want to represent ourselves. And so when people come there, they're talking about this as a different experience. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're from out of town, they don't care about soccer or about New Mexico United and who we're playing. They just want to come to experience the experience and be part of it. And we need to, I think if we do that, then we're going to create something that we're all going to be really proud of for, uh, for the rest of our lifetimes. What needs to happen between now and the first game that we play in that stadium? A lot. Um, while you guys know, I've, uh, I've never been a sports owner before sure. um, and I've never tried to uh, lead a, a movement to build a stadium before so I can't tell you how far along I think we'd like to do something that is collaborative you know we're exploring public options and you know that means getting the city involved getting the state involved but doing it in a way that that works the the isotopes is a great example that park is owned by the city it's operated by the isotopes and uh, and it's been a very financially and community rewarding projects. So using that as a role model, can we do something similar? And, uh, and so I think in the appetite, there's a lot of yeses, but at the end of the day, we have to put stakes in the ground. And that, that means the city's got to put stakes in the ground. The state's got to put stakes in ground. Ownership's got to put stakes in the ground. And my job is to, to try to help lead that. And, uh, and thank God, there's some great people, um, within the city that are, that are really helpful, um, and at the state level. And so we're all collaborating together. Everybody wants to see it happen, but now we have to, you know, make it, make it happen. And that, that takes action and it's time for action. So you say put stakes in the ground where <laughs> <laughs> and
0: that is one of the biggest questions we get too is when and where
2: that's it those are those are the two it will 100 percent be in new mexico good that's a good uh, start so uh <laughs> look i um this is a stadium that needs to represent all of new mexico uh and I, it, it makes sense to put it in albuquerque and, and i you know i think ideally to put it downtown and um, there's feasibility studies out there there's been a lot of talk of the rail yards as one of those locations there's a lot of issues with that but if we were worried about the reasons not to do something we never would have a soccer team that's right and so rather than what we need to do is be realistic but um, you know we could turn something in that isn't just a place a cultural center it's 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 going to be a sign of the revitalization of albuquerque i think it's a sign of the vitality of new mexico and and it's something that again will be some be the a stadium that people will be talking about all over the world because it's going to go so far beyond the game of soccer or sports hmm. all
1: right um and then you talk about representation there's something else that represents this club and that is the kit mm-hmm. uh you know the kit this year got a lot of acclaim. Uh, nice, wonderful kit. We all loved it. Um, thoughts on next year's kit. We're going
2: to have a kit. All
1: right. <laughs> That's again, a good start. And, and a good, New Mexico know. kit. Yep. And
2: Meow Wolf's going to be on the front of it. All right. And, uh, and you know, we are, we're, we're working on some things. I think, I think, um, you have to remember that, uh, we talked about mistakes and getting things right. And, you know, and I think, um, you know, I think our partnership with Meow Wolf we really got right, and, and you know what great, what a great group of, of people uh, sure. at Meow Wolf, um, and and I think we've helped Meow Wolf too in the sense of, uh, you know, Meow Wolf. I think, bef- I think we've helped bridge that gap that Meow Wolf isn't just a Santa Fe. Thing, it's a new, it is for New Mexico. And I think I really, agree. really helped change that, you know, shape that conversation a little bit. And it should be because Meow Wolf is all about New Mexico. Meow Wolf cares deeply about our state and every individual here, uh, wherever, wherever you reside and is not about just Santa Fe. Um, it just so happens to be where, where they are located. And, and so um, I'd like to have that partnership go on forever. And and I feel like they do too, and so we're we're approaching it that way. And then if we can add some, you know, we're we're creating, so we're gonna create some something that looks a little bit different,
1: something a little different. It'd be I like
0: nice that. to get some of those kits and the uh, all the different meow Wolfs too. The, the DC oh, meow yeah. wolf, the Denver them. meow wolf, the uh, <laughs> Phoenix, great. the Phoenix meow wolf selling some the Mexico Mex- United kits.
2: That'd be great. Yeah, I think I think the meow wolf. I think our kit. I love that we call it the meow Wolf kit. Now a lot of people might be it's a New Mexico United kit with Meow Wolf on it. But we call it the Meow and that's beautiful. Like that's activation for spons that's what it should be. Well
1: the, yeah, it's it's a that's what I was gonna say when you were talking before. I didn't want to interrupt, but it's it's a sponsorship should be mutually beneficial. And I, I can't think of one that has been more so than this. Do you even call it like the Xbox kit? No, it's the it's Seattle Sounders Is it kit. the YouTube kit? No, that's and those the, are the cool ones. Yeah,
2: right. Uh, the and Target kit? Yeah. LFC.
1: There you go. There you go. <laughs> How about that?
2: Yeah. And and so uh I think this we this kit if we were shipping internationally which we're going to, you know, change. We just haven't ha- first of all, we we haven't had enough kits. So enough jerseys. So the ones we've had, we've really tried to get in the hands of New Mexicans here that aren't living, you know, here now but really wanna but you know, I think that we're gonna see that this this is a, this is a jersey that's being worn all around the world by, and not just athletes and not just aspiring soccer players, but by DJs, T-Pain. and actors, and and I think it makes a statement. There's there's something deeper when you put an art collaborative, an art collective, and a sports team together. You're saying something more than just "buy me." Um, you're saying "believe in me," "believe in us." And and let's do let's do something that hasn't been done before. And so many people are ready for that.
0: Yeah. I think think it's there's the the unique opportunity you guys made where we do call it the Meow Wolf kit and the crane chair kit just because they're they're, they're, there. No one else has the two different sponsors and we have them and we are we are wearing them and, and we call them our different whatever sponsor yeah. is on the front. So that's really neat opportunity and, and
2: kind of something that we embraced too. I, 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 agree with that. And I like that. And, and, you know, and crane shares doesn't get maybe enough, enough credit for what they've done. They really stepped up before yeah. we kicked the first ball where they, they took a chance on a concept that hadn't been done before splitting your Jersey into uh, you know, crane shares is a global company that's forging new ground in, in the finance world. And, And, uh, and so they've, you know, they've been a big part of it and, and they're, they're part of how we got here. They're always going to be part of our history. And so Mm -hmm. John Crane is what, what a great guy. Um, and, uh, and Crane shares what a super success story. You talk about the American dream. I don't, you know, we, you know, I could go through his story and you would, you'd be very inspired by it. He is super on brand for New Mexico United and for New Mexico.
1: There's uh, something Adrian Cruston on Facebook um, said, you've done a fine job in reaching the hearts and minds of people outside of Albuquerque and other parts of the state. Do you have a plan during the break to help increase support outside of Albuquerque? And I'm I hearken back to before we ever kicked a ball, before there was ever a first match, players were out doing clinics with with youth soccer um, and, and a related question uh, DJO on Twitter says, hi Peter would the club consider a preseason hype tour? Maybe a friendly in Roswell versus Texas Tech, another in for the Four Corners area versus a Colorado Arizona team and maybe a huge friendly at Aggie Stadium in Cruces versus Juarez could be fun.
2: <laughs> Did he hack my email? What's going on here? <laughs> but
1: this is, I mean these are I, I, I love these ideas, you know and I, and I again, I want to credit the club. Before there was ever a ball kicked, you guys were all over the state. It wasn't just Albuquerque. It was small towns and pueblos. It was everywhere. Um, Appreciate that. Are there, are there plans for, I would imagine there's plans for
2: more of that. Yeah, uh, you know, just absolutely. And thanks for bringing that up. And yes, um, during the season, it is very difficult with the schedule, with the games, with the Open Cup, with the players to travel them for clinics. A, we're playing basically every weekend without exception and sometimes midweek games. So there just hasn't been the ability to get to those places. So we did that in the off season. We're going to do it again and we're going to keep doing it. And this is for everybody. We have talked about uh, trying to play a game at Eastern. Um, And we have talked about potentially playing, probably not this year, but next year I'd love to play in Las Cruces. Maybe we scrimmage El Paso there, you know, in a preseason friendly. Um, I think, you know, something that, you're going to hear more and more about is the high performance program, which is athletes that we're training for free, uh, who are some of the best soccer players in our state. And we're going to be traveling that team. When that team comes to play here, 100% we're going to be playing in Taos and we're going to be playing in Farmington. And so We'll be, we're going to go out to the facilities we have across this state and people are going to get to come and see the next generation of professionals for New Mexico United for our country because we're going to play LA's best U19 team and Florida's best U19 team and they're going to come here We're going and we're going to bring those games outside of Albuquerque uh, and just to all of New Mexico so that everybody can see those. So yes, we are trying to... And all that takes time and energy and effort and we're going to mm. put it all in.
0: And what's really cool is, is I imagine a lot of us from the curse are going to be going to these matches as yeah, well. Absolutely. Because we, I mean, we've traveled to Phoenix and El Paso and Denver and Minneapolis. So why not travel to
1: Hobbs and Farmington and wherever we can. And see post-state State and, yeah. and, and
0: fly those New Mexico flags and be as proud as we can. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm and in pumped addition for, for to that
1: reason, I'm excited to see these players that could be the next New Mexico United players right. too. Yeah. You know, guys like Gabe I mean, Legendry, who we saw against, uh, against Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah. I mean, and he, Played his, he played his tail off. He was fantastic. And he could be a guy who plays for United in the next couple of years, and we saw him win. Um,
2: so that's I, exciting. I, I have a question. I think that's awesome. I do have a question for you guys. Like, So when a 14-year-old from Oregon grabs his calf, are you going to chant, Pobrecito? Absolutely. We were at the, yes, we were at the yes, go go Lobo,
0: Lobo women's soccer game. One of the uh, San Jose State <laughs> players went down, and we yelled, Pobrecito. Yep. we
1: were, we were it. We were heckling them the whole time, just yelling, San Jose is not a state. Um, uh, we we heckled that goalkeeper quite a oh, bit. Oh my yeah. goodness. It was okay.
2: Great. Judgment is coming. Yeah, that's um, right. that's what we do. So uh I will also say and credit to you guys, credit to Sobrero, man, right, for the origin of uh Pobrecito. What what a what a clever <laughs> way. But in Sacramento, when a New Mexico United player went down, the supporters Section chanted Pobrecito. Oh, uh, they took so, our chant. So I don't know if they took our chant and threw it back at us as a little dig on us or if they're using it in other games. But let's just remember that started here. And by the way, if that's our gift to the world, then we should be proud of it. But I'll take it. look at that. Look at that. They're co- <laughs> they're cop that MLS one soon to be team is copying what we're doing. It's great. You're it's welcome. Great. Thank you. Thank you
1: very much. Uh, RJ, do you have anything else before we hit the road? I think that's it for now. So, Peter, uh, as you're well aware, again, this ain't your first rodeo. Uh, Whenever we have a guest on, before they finish, uh, they have the floor to thank, to give a shout out to whomever they want, friends, family, whomever. The floor is yours, Mr.
2: Trevisani. Oh, boy, God, the shout out. <clears throat> I feel like we've done a lot of that. I do want to give a shout out to Wendy and my kids. They've put up a lot. I think if what people may or may not know is that you know I've been in New Mexico about 20 years, and it's all raising my family with her in, in Santa Fe, and uh, I spend... Five or six nights a week now down in Albuquerque because uh, this is where I need to be. This is where the team is, and and I've learned a lot down here, and I love it down here. Um, that's a whole another thing, but but uh, you know, without her and and the understanding of, of my kids, it, it would make it very difficult. And they've really just been so supportive and behind, uh, and I don't feel like I give them enough credit for what they've done. So uh, thank you. And if it's if it's after ten o'clock, go to bed, kids. <laughs> um, and and I just. I mean, I can't... I just want to thank everybody. And and I don't want to stop till I've shaken all two million New Mexicans' hands and looked them in the eye and said, thank you, because this only is happening because everybody is saying, yes, this isn't some... Matt, this isn't some marketing genius thing. This is, this is uh, what all this really is at the root are people deciding to say yes instead of no, to say, I believe in each other instead of I'm going to watch out for each other and that I want to come together and celebrate our similarities and our differences and celebrate them and not argue with them. And because everyone has said that this is working. And as long as everyone maintains that, it's always going to work and it's going to be a leader for our kids, for their kids, and for people in other states and in other countries. What we're doing is magical and we're always we're only doing it because of each other. So thank you to every single person that said yes this year.
1: That's awesome. And I think we talked a little bit about this last week, RJ. It's just really good timing with uh, this this new slogan that the city's, city of Albuquerque has started recently, which is start bragging. You know, we we as a state, uh, we've been talked down to a ton, and we've we've talked about that at, at length on this podcast, uh, and told we're not good enough, but but we're good at this, and 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 start bragging. This is our club, this is our state, and we're proud of it.
0: We're on the rise. Yep,
1: yep we're proud of it. Well, Peter, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you so much for an incredible first season. Uh, cannot tell you how pumped I am. I think RJ, I speak for you as well when I say we are we are so excited for year two, um, and to see what it has in store, and and. Go and win a
2: title. Let's do it. All right. you you're two already started. We're, we're doing it. We're going to keep doing it. Thank you, guys. You guys, best podcast in any league. Thank you very right much. here, RJ, David. Awesome. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. All right. That'll wrap it up for this segment. We'll be right back with our good, our bad, our ugly, and more on the Cursecast. We're doing it. Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse supporters group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram, or visit StarBrothersBrewing.com.
2: Yeah. Watching the Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, time for RJ's favorite segment and yours, too. You just may not know it. Uh, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was great. Look at that.
1: Peter's a natural. He is part of the podcast. I love it.
2: I love it. So, yeah, the good, the bad, the ugly. Peter hit
1: the nail on the head. Uh, RJ... Um, as always, we start with the ugly, uh, and we end, we're going to end on a good note. Um, and this time, in the spirit of unity, all three of us are sharing our good, our bad, our ugly. So it's going to be one for the three of us. And, and so we're going to start with the ugly here. Uh, and the ugly is it's a sad situation, um, something you always hope not to see uh, in the USL or really in any league, and that's a community losing its soccer team, uh, Fresno. Uh, Fresno FC, uh, announced pretty much today with almost no exception, uh, that, that they're gone. Uh, they are going to be either moving out of Fresno or folding entirely. Um, it's a really, really sad situation. You know, there are, there are four supporters groups there in Fresno. Mm. Um, all of them care very deeply about their club and, and it's, as somebody who loves this club, New Mexico United, so much, I cannot imagine the heartbreak of losing your club like that. Um, you know, regardless of of whose fault it may be, you know, there's a lot of back and forth between uh, the club ownership blaming the city, the city blaming the club ownership, back and forth, who did this at what time, and all of that. Regardless of whose fault it may be, uh, it's a terrible, sad situation, and I just I feel for those fans.
0: Yeah, it's like a, a divorced family almost with the city and the club fighting, and the fans or the children.
1: Yeah, it's great. Kind of left uh,
0: left to to not have is what it is so yeah you feel for for these supporters groups you feel for all the supporters especially they, they've had they had a great season mm-hmm. and, and they had that great win over phoenix just a few weeks ago and they've had all this up and and positive things and then for this to happen kind of just at the end of the season it, it's yeah you feel for them
1: it's the fire squad fresno vigilantes 559 escuadron fresno and fresno skulk those four supporters groups feeling for you tonight. Peter, Your, are kind of your thoughts on what is a really sad situation in Fresno.
2: Yeah. I think you guys really summed it up and, you know, for those supporter groups, you know uh, we'd love it, you know, for you to come and uh, be part of our group, uh, you know, next year, you know, you you deserve to be, you know, watching soccer and, and, you know, it is, it's easy to kind of sit back and point fingers without really knowing the realities of it. So I'm going to try not to do that. Um, what I will say from being out there uh, from being at the park and from seeing that team on the field and their, their coaches and uh, very well-run uh, group coach is great. Um, and, uh, but I will say Fresno should be, should have a club. Yep. Um, there's no reason that, they can't support a USL championship level soccer team there. And again, I'm not trying to point fingers, but you've got a community that there's really no noise out there. There's a AAA baseball team that does, I think, reasonably well. They have a downtown stadium, and it's a very nice stadium. And people love soccer there. It's multicultural. um, And the weather's good. It's a little hot from time to time, but it's mostly beautiful. And they should have... Uh, a thriving soccer uh, team there and they just need to to put the right pieces together and bring that back together because um if soccer is not succeeding in fresno then then something's really wrong yeah
1: absolutely it's it's a community that deserves it it's a community that's supported they've only been there for two years but they've been supported for those two years they came came around in 2017 i guess three years now yeah um and uh, they've supported that club and and like I said, it just, as a soccer fan, as, as soccer fans, the three of us, it just, it's awful. It's awful to hear.
2: Yeah. And so, I mean, the, and the USL, I think has done a really good job, especially in the last few years. It's come so far, by the way, for people that don't know the history of the USL uh, and the MLS has come a long way too. Right. And so, uh, and there, and so, you know, I give a lot of credit to the the USL and to Justin and Alec Papadakis, but um, we do need to weed out some of these weaker teams that just aren't financially there there is division one where they can they can uh and some teams have chosen to go down and play a division lower but we need championship to just be a super solid group where uh move the two teams down sorry yeah. that's just me yeah I think that's you know that could be part of it move teams down that you know maybe you do something where you have a a group that is uh, you know, it, it, with promotion and relegation, but, you know, maybe the first group it's based on not just your win and loss record, but also maybe your attendance and a few other metrics so that that when we're playing on the road, we're playing against teams like Las Vegas and Sacramento and Tampa Bay and and other clubs that are drawing, you know, five, six, eight, ten thousand people and and if you bring those together and you have a thriving unit there then and then teams can and then stadiums can be built around those teams and then teams that want to move up can move up and teams may move down but but you're you're you know you're really just putting a ring fencing uh, the winners and bring them all together right now it's a little bit diluted but all in all i will say uh, I'm impressed with the direction the league is going. I obviously wouldn't have gotten involved if I didn't feel that way. I have a lot of confidence in the league, and I think they're doing the right things. Um, and there's hiccups, and there's going to be hiccups. And Fresno is one that's just so painful to see. I have a lot better league than the MLS.
0: And our friend uh, Andrew Bolte uh, messaged in that also uh, the Lansing Ignite is yes, also that's went great. out. So I want to ask you real quick what what would be worse to you losing your team to another city or just them folding?
1: I think it's kind of feels one and the same to me. Um, you know, this this team is so, so associated and so directly tied to the state. If they became, you know, I don't know, pick your location, you know, Tacoma United, it, it wouldn't be New Mexico United. That's a different team. Yeah. You know, it's and so to me, that would be one and the same. It would hurt like hell regardless. And it's not something I would even want to consider and think about. Um, so, again, just feel awful for Fresno.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I think, I mean, if the team, the good news is, if the team goes to another city, you can root against them. But then it's yeah. kind of like watching your girlfriend going out on yeah. dates like every single Saturday night, right. And You know, and if just, you lost
0: it, you you're still home single. <laughs> yeah,
2: you just sort of rather she, you know, you got to ghost her so um, or him, and so uh, anyways, some um, I I just think. I think it's too bad. I, I think Fresno will eventually, you know, something will come back there. But it, but it does show that the, the economic realities and that we need we need strong units, teams, ownership, staff, players, supporters. You know, all have to come together. Corporations all have to come together and say yes and make it happen in, in all these cities.
1: All right. So our good and our bad. Again, we always try and end on a on a good note. Our good and our bad are kind of combined today. And RJ, that's because you have a story. So. Give it to us. Good or good and our bad together. So, uh,
0: throwing out my my good is the Santa Fe Indian School girls soccer team. Uh, they play. What's the name of the team? The, the Lady Braves. Go
1: Lady Braves! Yeah, Lady baby. Braves.
0: Uh, they play in one of the toughest districts in the state for girls soccer. You got Santa Fe Prep. You have Robertson from West Las mm-hmm. Vegas. Uh, you have uh, Saint Mike's Bosque School. Uh, you have. Tows. Uh, not Taos, but uh, uh Sandia Prep. Yeah. So that, right. that district is, is is a hell of a district. They uh, did not do very good, but they stood tough in a lot of these games and they were able to qualify for the NMAA state tournament hey, Bravo, hey, Lady in a row. So very job. proud of them. Everybody. Very good story there. Uh, the the bad comes uh, they might have to forfeit their Playoff game uh, because the school is on a break right now for for feasts and the school is closed. A lot of the students live in the dorms at that school. The majority of the students there. There's a lot of students who come in from out of from from everywhere from all over New Mexico, Oklahoma, North Dakota, lots of places. So school's on a break for for feasts and they might not be able to play. They might have to forfeit that game.
1: So so here's why this, this rubs me the wrong way. First of all, like you said, these are a lot of first-time soccer players that work yeah, their tails of, off to get to a this A lot of point.
0: these girls have... This is their first... Uh, introduction to soccer. Yeah, like, like like me, the beginning of the season. This right. is their introduction to soccer, and they're playing against a lot of teams who have girls who've been playing for seven, eight years together. So, getting the chance to to play together as a team and making it to the state playoffs, mm-hmm. it's a huge deal. That's for a school enormous. Like this.
1: So, so what really bothers me about this is feast days, feast weeks. That's a cultural observance. Like if th- if this fell on Peter, we were saying before, if this is this fell on Rosh Hashanah they would move the game right
2: if this fell on a religious holiday they would move the game this is a cultural observance why is this any different they need to move the game yeah they they have first of all congratulations lady braves my my daughter Blake played on santa fe prep so we we played many times against the lady braves and you know that and obviously and, and many times the result was was a little bit one sided but you always saw like these young ladies who were being teammates together. They were growing together. They were trying together. And and the effort was always there and the determination. And I, and I always remember coming away from those games' moves. So something has to change. This can't stand. Uh, it just it can't happen like this. There is other days of the week. There's Sundays, there's Monday, there's Friday. Uh, I, I think that we just have to figure out a way to, to maybe bring more attention. I, I'm just going to try to be optimistic and think that it just was a lack of attention to detail. Yeah, just an course. oversight, but it just can't stand, and, and I think that the, we have to ha- right this wrong somehow.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone intentionally has done this. this. This is just kind of a it's happened kind of thing. But, yeah, I'd really like to see possibly if that game could be moved to Monday when they have school back in session and they're, everyone's back in the dorms and maybe they get that opportunity to play and and it, with their full squad, with their full team. It I mean, just, they're going to go up against the top seed. Yeah, But still, it, have that opportunity to play in the state tournament is – I mean, it's something you dream about when you're a high school kid. Like making the state tournament is is part of the things you put on your your whiteboard, your your, your boards. And your, your goals your for your the year, yeah. yeah. So so making the, the, it there and actually yeah. getting to play that game is a huge deal. So hopefully, hopefully something can be done.
2: Maybe the team they uh, we're going to forfeit to shouldn't accept the forfeit. That'd be cool. That would be and, great, and you know, and and bring more attention to it, and just say we're not going to advance until we play that team, and. Then, if we have to forfeit, then the team they were going to forfeit to can forfeit and so on. And and maybe the whole league can make a stand and and the teams and the girls can come together and say, you know, we're into this together. And this isn't just about being crowned a champion. This is about celebrating each other and uh, who they are as 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 soccer players. And so I love to see them come together in some solidarity. And I think with with the right attention, this wrong can be righted. Yeah. And again, it's it's these
1: girls work so hard to get to this point all season long and to have that taken away from them because they have a cultural celebration, a cultural observance is plain wrong. It's just wrong. And again, doesn't mean it was intentional. I'm sure it wasn't intentional, Mm -hmm. but something can be done. The new Mexico activities association can look at this and move the day. So new Mexico activities association, if you are listening, please consider this. Think about changing it. These girls work so hard, not for nothing, please. And if you are listening fans, reach out to the New Mexico Activities yes. Association talk to them tell them why this is important there's no need for hostility there's no need to be angry there's again i'm sure this wasn't intentional but reach out to them and talk to them about why this is important why these girls need to be need to have the opportunity that they work so hard all season to to get and it's not fair that because they have a cultural observance that they somehow are at a disadvantage That's not right agreed
2: let's 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 make
1: this happen all right so it's a good and a bad together.
0: Good and bad combined. And we all three went together. That's wonderful. Love it.
1: Love love it. By, uh, Spirit of unity. Mm-hmm. Alright, so uh, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Unless you got anything else, RJ, Pete, anything you good? I'm you good. good. Alright, you want to thank our friends, RJ?
0: Yeah, we have uh, several friends to thank. We have uh, Carlos over at Doral
1: Motors. Carlos. Doral! Doral Motors! There you go. Free tacos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: that free taco sign. Me too. Too. We, we talk that about should that. be in the Hall of Fame. That,
1: oh, no yeah, doubt. And it's signed now by fans and stuff. It's love great. It. Yeah, that's Players good. too. Yeah. yeah, That's
0: super thank awesome. You. So, uh, Star Brothers Brewing, Oh, we got to thank them. We have an oh, event coming up here. Yes, yeah,
1: so so we're getting the details all worked out on it. We'll have it. Uh, we'll have it published. The event published here shortly. We're just working out a, f- a few things. But our end of the year curse celebration is going to be November 10th. Mark it on your calendars at Star Brothers Brewing, the home of the curse. Um, we'll probably start around one ish well that could be adjusted um the championship game for the uh the lower league the mls is going to be going on so we'll have that on as well but there'll be plenty of activities we're working on uh, a lot of fun stuff not all set in stone yet but it'll be really cool so make sure you're paying attention to social media you there.
2: awesome yeah pete you're gonna be there yeah i'll be there and see if uh, we can
1: get a couple players coaches if they want to come out everybody's welcome it'll be fun for sure
0: yeah cool Uh, We'd also like to thank uh, Rio Bravo Brewing for all their help this season. Bosque Brewing down in Mm -hmm. Las Cruces. Boxcar Brewing up in Santa Fe. House of Soccer. I mean, they've helped us out with a lot of jerseys this year. Yeah, uh, they did yours, they did mine, everybody's. Yeah, so uh, House of Soccer, Rude Boy Cookies. And uh, 101.7, the team, yeah. ESPN Radio, 101.7, yeah, your home for Joe. New Mexico United
2: Soccer. Joe O'Neill, what a, what, a, what a great what Love a guy. Love He's been as enthusiastic as everybody. Joe O'Neill, phenomenal job this year, really. He's great. Really captures the spirit of Mexico United. Really all great sponsors, it. by the way. Everybody you just mentioned, bravo for stepping up and being saying yes and being a part of it. Really great.
1: And every single one of those sponsors, uh, if you have your curse card, get you a discount in one way or another, whether it be 15% off at Star, Rio Bravo, Boxcar, all those places. It's discounts off at, at Rude Boy, discounts at House of Soccer, all those places. Uh, there's discounts with your Kursk membership. And uh, by the way, that event that we're going to have on November 10th will be your first opportunity to get your membership for next year. The scarf is going to be amazing. I'm We've got excited. lots of cool it. stuff. Oh, it's going to be great. Mm. It's going to be great. So, yeah, make sure you get there to renew. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and even if you don't, just come hang out with us. Have a beer. It'll be great. And you can catch the curse cast on the beautiful game network, the bgn.fm. FM. That's right. All right. Um, I think that about wraps it up, Peter. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's, it's always fun. Um, you know, poor postmortems, uh, aren't always the most fun thing, but I think, I think we made it fun. We had a good time with
2: it. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, yeah, we're just uh, we're taking a little siesta. No, no one died.
1: Yeah, excited for next year. Excited for next year. So um, we will be back um, next week. Uh, we've actually already confirmed our guest for next week is going to be none other than head coach and technical director Troy Lassane yeah. to give his take on the season. Uh, very excited about that, and and again for him to to talk about what's next for the club and, and what we can look forward to. But until then, RJ, Somos Unidos. We are united.
0: coming out of this and the beat goes on and on and on